Yeah, how many know he'll never lose a battle? Come on, he'll never lose a battle. He never has and he never will, never will, never will, never will. Come on and give him praise like you know he's a good God. Go ahead and give him praise like you know he's a mighty God. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For he is good, he is good, he is good, he is good. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. My God is a good God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I could just keep on singing that all day long. Hallelujah. He's never lost a battle. And I give him praise today in the name of the Lord. Why don't we clap our hands one more time unto God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. We're so glad that everybody is here today. And to all those that are joining via live stream, God bless you in the name of the Lord. We, we love you and are grateful that you're tuning in this morning. I'm glad Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah. I said I'm glad Jesus is in this place. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to go directly to the word of the Lord this morning from the book of Numbers chapter 24. The book of Numbers chapter 24. We're thankful uh, for the many blessings of the Lord. We have our service this morning as we're experiencing right now. And then we have an 1130 service. We have Arbel de Vida at 3 o'clock. And we're thankful that the Lord allows us to gather together to praise his name. How many are grateful for that? Amen. We're grateful for that. Amen. We're grateful for that, and, and we want to continue to do that. We want you to continue to just take precautions, be safe. Amen. And uh, I know I don't have to tell you that because uh, I know it's, it, it's it, we're very present in mind about it, but let's continue to do that and do our part in maintaining safety. And, and uh, as we move about the building, of course, we want to remind you that we are still under mask mandate here in the state of Ohio. And so we thank God for every opportunity we have to be able to lift up and magnify the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. Numbers chapter 24. I want to say how glad we are to see the Johnson family back from Oregon. God bless this wonderful family. We thank the Lord for brother and sister Johnson. Amen. And they... Uh, of course, Brother Johnson is a professor at Urshan Graduate School of Theology, and we're just thankful to the Lord for, for their ministry. Amen. Numbers chapter 24, beginning with verse 1, the scripture says this, When Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he went not, as at other times, to seek for enchantments, but he set his face toward the wilderness. And Balaam lifted up his eyes, and he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes. And the Spirit of God came upon him. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam the son of Beor hath said, And the man whose eyes are open hath said, He hath said, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open, how goodly are thy tents, O Jacob, and thy tabernacles, O Israel. As the valleys are they spread forth as gardens by the riverside, as the trees of line aloes which the Lord hath planted, and as cedar trees beside the waters. 
He shall pour the water out of his buckets, and his seed shall be in many waters, and his king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. God brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn. He shall eat up the nations his enemies, and shall break their bones and pierce them through with his arrows. He couched, he lay down as a lion, and as a great lion who shall stir him up. Blessed is he that blesseth thee, and cursed is he that curseth thee. <laughs> and Balak, Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam. And he smote his hands together, and Balak said unto Balaam, I called thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast all together blessed them these three times. And I want to preach to you this morning by the help of the Holy Ghost on this subject, all together blessed, all together blessed. Amen. Can we just lift up our hands and our hearts and our voices once again to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for your spirit. Oh, hallelujah, that we feel moving in this house. And I pray, Lord, that your word would have free course. I pray that you'll put a hedge of protection around each and every individual. Lord, I pray that you will move in this house according to your divine pleasure. We love you. We give you praise in the matchless and the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. God bless you this morning. We want to uh, take this moment this morning to preach the word of the Lord, but we also want to talk with you a little bit about where we are and ready now. Everybody say ready now. Everybody say I'm ready now. Everybody say God's ready now. Amen. We've been ready now for a little over two years. And uh, of course, ready now is our capital campaign because we need to build a new building and see people come to the house of the Lord together. And of course, this service this morning, uh, we're having Following this, we'll have another service with a, a similar number of people. And then, of course, we will have uh, half the congregation still is observing from home at the moment while we're navigating our way through some challenging times, as we're all aware. Again, we have Arbel Davida at 3 o'clock. We have need, ladies and gentlemen. But we don't just have need. We have vision for what God wants to do. And... Uh, Tree of Life Church has given so faithfully to the vision of, of building a new building for the glory of the Lord. And so we're going to take a little uh, while today uh, to do that and to talk about that. But before we do, um, I, want to, uh, I want to talk with you a little bit about uh, kind of what developed in the, in the capital campaign that brought us to where we are. We have seen miracles in this capital campaign. How many have experienced miracles already in your own life as you gave sacrificially under the kingdom of God? Hallelujah, under the word of God. I feel the Holy Ghost already. And we're, we're talking today about being altogether blessed. There is a blessing in giving unto the Lord. 
There is a blessing in obeying the Lord. That's really where the blessing is. The blessing is in being obedient unto God. There is something about when we put our faith in God and trust Him and take Him at His word, He cannot resist blessing us. He said to Thomas, who said, I will not believe unless I see the nail prints in his hands and I put my hand in those wounds. And then when he saw them, he fell on his knees and he said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, you have believed because you've seen, but blessed are those who believe when they haven't seen. Hallelujah. And that's, there's something about that kind of faith. When God just says it and you trust him and you believe him and you just say, if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. That's, that's it. That's the word mixes with faith and there is nothing on this earth, under this earth, that can prevent the power of a promise from God from going into motion when we believe and take him at his word. We began this uh, process in 2018 and we jumped out of the gate with we jumped out of the gate with with reckless abandon we were ready then and we're ready now and we talked about our history and we talked about our future and our faith was challenged and our faith was stirred and and so from from the first fruits offering which took place the third Sunday in May of 2018 until July 2020. We can go ahead and, and put that slide up. This is how much the Tree of Life Church has given through July 31st, 2020. That is $2,314,947.32. Can we give God some praise? That. Thank you, Jesus. That is an extraordinary number. Now, we'll put up the slide. This is how much more we have left to give to fulfill our pledge. $1,194,136.64. We can do it in Jesus' name. If you believe it, give God praise. Hallelujah. We can do it in Jesus' name. Thank the Lord. Now, if we could go ahead and put up the next slide. This is, this is how many months have passed. 75% of our months have passed for the Ready Now Capital campaign. We have 25% of time left. We can go ahead and throw up the next, the next slide. 66% giving has come in. We have 34% giving left to accomplish over these next 10 months. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know God is empowering us, he's enabling us, and he's giving us the victory and the wherewithal to do exactly what we need to do and what we're going to do for his glory in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give him praise again today. Amen. You can go ahead. And... We're talking today about a man by the name of Balaam. Balaam was not an Israelite. Balaam was a man who would prophesy and his prophecies were deemed as being effective. He was a complicated character in the word of the Lord. In the New Testament, we are warned about the error of Balaam. 
that he ran greedily for reward. In this passage of scripture, we are reading the words of this man, Balaam. But Balaam had a, he had a flaw, particularly, he was a little bit torn. He would use enchantments, and then occasionally he would hear from the Lord. And he, God would actually put a word in his mouth. But because he was a little bit torn between the Lord and how he had, how he had grown up and, and learned things, his, uh, his life was complicated. And he was conflicted when approached with money or prestige or promise of promotion. That's what King Barak brought to Balaam. King Barak had seen Israel and that they were spread out as a great company of people. And he came to a man by the name of Balaam, the son of Beor, and he said, I, I need you to come and help me because this people, Israel, they are renowned for their conquests. They are renowned for every place they go, it just falls into their hand. And he said, we want to get rid of them before anything else happens. We don't want them to come any further. And so I need you to come and I need you to put a curse on them. I want you to cast a spell on them. Balaam went to the Lord and asked the Lord what he should do. And the Lord said, do not go with them. Don't go with them and don't curse those people because those are blessed people. Hallelujah. They're blessed people. And you don't want to curse blessed people. And so Balaam went back to, the, to, the, uh, to those who had come to him, to the messengers. And he said to them, he said, go tell King Balak that I cannot curse whom God has blessed. And they went back to Balak and explained to him that Balaam has said he cannot Curse whom God has blessed. And Balak, the Bible said, sent more elders and, and representatives, delegates, and they were more honorable than the first contingent that he sent. So he sent people that were higher up in, the, in his administration and said, we want you to come and we want you to curse these people. And there will be promise of promotion and there will be there will be much gain to be had. And when they came back and told him there'll be much promotion, Balaam said, you could give me all the silver you want and all the gold you want. I'm not going because the Lord said not to go. Now that's what Balaam was saying to them. But he went back and asked God, are you sure? Because they're offering something pretty special out there. You sure I can't just go with them and get that promotion they're talking about, get that Get that gain that they're describing? And the Lord did something unique. He said to Balaam, he said, go with them, but only speak what I have put in your mouth. And so Balaam went with them. But it was the kind of, it's kind of like when you were a kid and when you would ask your parents for permission to do something. And your parents say no, and you say please, and they say no again, and you say please, and they say no again, and you say please, please, no, no, no. And then finally they say whatever. That's not real permission. And if you do it, you're going to get in trouble. 
That's kind of where Balaam was. He went back to God and said, I know you said no, but you, do you really understand what they are promising me? And the Lord said, fine, go, but don't you put a curse on those people. You only speak what I have put in your mouth. Balaam left. Now, one of the most famous parts of his story occurs about this time. He's riding on a donkey, and he's on his way to meet Balak. And he is going to hear them out on, on whether or not he should curse the people of Israel. And while he's riding on this donkey, the Lord, who allowed him finally to go, has sent forth an angel to destroy him. And this angel stood in the path on three different occasions and was going to kill Balaam, who was a seer, but he was not completely devoted to God, although he could hear from the Lord at times. And so Balaam is, is stalked by this angel, and the donkey sees the angel. The donkey is allowed to observe something Balaam can't see and is, is resisting the path. He will not walk. He will not go down the places that Balaam wants him to go. And Balaam is, is, is thinking he's just being stubborn. And he's, he's beating him and he's fighting him. And the, the, the donkey actually starts to, to really buck and resist and push up against walls. And, and, and sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, when you try to go down a path and nothing allows you to go down that path, you might just be careful. It might just be that the Lord is trying to prevent you from heading into his judgment. And so this donkey was just pushing and shoving and resisting. And finally, when, when, when Balaam responded in anger to the donkey for the third time, the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and he spoke. And he said, you know what? He said, I can't believe you're going to keep beating me. He said, I'm trying to save your life. You don't see it, but there's, a, but there's an angel in front of us that's been on this path ready to destroy you and I'm the only reason you've survived and the Lord then opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw what was there and he repented and said Lord I have sinned and he said Lord I, I I'm sorry for doing this and the Lord said alright it's fine but listen you go I'm gonna let you go but don't you put anything in your mouth that I didn't put there already he said, you speak what I put in your mouth and nothing more. And so Balaam goes the rest of the way. And when he arrives with King Balak, and King Balak said, here, I, I want you to come to this particular position. And I want you to look out over the children of Israel. And you're going to see why they need to be cursed. You're going to see for yourself why I need these people to be cursed. And when Balaam arrived and he looked out over those people, he said, how shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? How shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob? And number the fourth part of Israel. Let me die the death of the righteous. And let my last end be like his. And Balak said unto Balaam, What hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse mine enemies. And behold, you have blessed them all together. All together blessed. 
See, here's Israel. They're just down in the valley living life. They don't even know what's going on on these mountaintops. They, they don't even realize that there's this whole negotiation underway from a wicked king named Balak and a seer, a diviner named Balaam, and they're having this whole discussion about how to curse the people Israel. They're just living life. They're just doing life together. They're just having their family. They're just going to work. They're just trying to survive and thrive and live and give. They have no idea that what they cannot see. There is this whole transaction about how cursed they really need to be. And I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, as we have entered 2020, there were things underway we didn't even know were underway. There were talks in the spirit world, if you please, in, in a realm we cannot see with our natural eye, and we didn't even pick up onto it. Oh, we would say things like, we're going to go through tough times. We would say things like, things are going to get shaky. We would say things like, you better get ready because we even said you, we may not always be able to come to this place and worship like we're used to coming to this place and worshiping. We would just throw that stuff out there and say it because we knew in theory that it was true. Little did we know that there's this whole transaction underway in this invisible world that we can't see, where we can't hear, and the enemy wants so badly to curse us he wants so badly to stop our efforts he wants so badly to prevent us from being what God has called us to be a tree of life fruit and leaves for the healing of the nations a place where the hungry are fed and the thirsty hallelujah have their thirst quenched a place where the broken hearted are mended a, a place where those who are tattered and torn can be put back together a place where brethren dwell together in unity hallelujah and experience the anointing and the power of God just like they did in the upper room when the Holy Ghost was poured out oh that's who we are ladies and gentlemen and little did we know that while we're just giving and living and praying and fasting and worshiping and thriving and surviving and going and, and doing what God has called us to do the enemy is trying to hire a hitman I need you to do anything you can to stop these people. Because these people, everywhere they go, the ground becomes theirs. It becomes blessed under their foot. Everywhere they trod, God gives it to them. Everywhere they go, they bless people. Everywhere they go, they help people. Everywhere they go, they touch the lives of people. Everywhere they go, hallelujah, they can touch anything and it turns to gold. And, and I need this hit man, the devil says, to curse these people. And so here comes all that we have experienced in 2020. And it's not just us. It's the church of God at large. And the enemy has bared his teeth and has shown exactly what he wants to do. He wants to bring down the people of God. And there, there was somebody who said, you know, he said, I think I might take my mom up on that offer she made to slap me into the middle of next year. And they said, that sounds good right about now. 
Didn't used to think that was a good idea, but that sounds good right about now. Just smack me into the middle of 2021. Let's get this over with. People don't like 2020. People, people aren't enjoying 2020. 2020 has been a rough year. And there have been spirits unleashed in our world. And there have been, there have been divisions and fractions in our society. And there has been virus and sickness and disease and turmoil. And, 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 and I, open up the, the, uh, I open up a website to read the daily news and I feel like I'm reading Matthew 24. Nation rising against nation and wars and rumors of wars and kingdom rising against kingdom and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. I, I'm, I'm just looking at all of these beginning of sorrows ladies and gentlemen and as I'm reading it I'm understanding hey hey there's an enemy on the loose and he wants so badly to do harm to the people of God hallelujah our liberties are under siege and our faith is under fire but I've come to tell tree of life church and every saint of God hallelujah and I've come to tell those who are not yet in the general assembly of the firstborn it's time to come on in to the ark of safety because when you're in this church when you're among this people you are all together blessed and there is no tactic of the enemy and there is no kind of strategy of our adversary that can curse whom God has blessed Balak said, Balaam, I need you to curse these people. And Balaam said, how can I curse whom God has blessed? I'll try every incantation. He said, I'll try to chant. I'll try the enchantments that usually work for me. But, but, but how can I defy who the Lord has not defied? I look out upon them and I see blessed people. Hallelujah. The Bible said, when he came to when the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth, Balak said, I need you to curse them. And Balaam said, I'll go back to God. And when he goes back to God, the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, go again unto Balak and say thus, when he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him. Here's Balak got a burnt offering and the princes of Moab, all the enemies of Israel are holding a council. They've got their war plans. They've got their strategy. All they need is for Balaam to curse these people. And if he'll curse these people, then they can implement their war strategy. And they can overtake them. And the Bible said that they asked him, what hath the Lord spoken? And Balaam took up his parable and said, rise up, Balak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. This is verse 19 of Numbers 23. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Behold I have received commandment to bless and he hath blessed and I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. 
Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. For God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, what hath God wrought? He said, I'm under commandment to bless him. I cannot reverse it. He's blessed, and there's nothing I can do to reverse that blessing. I want you to know coronavirus was hired to bring a curse. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you? Shutdown was hired to bring a curse. Economic shutdown was hired to bring a curse. Hallelujah. Church service shutdown was hired to bring a curse. The enemy wanted to bring a curse against the people of God but there is no weapon that is formed against God's people that can prosper I need everybody to hear what I'm telling you right now if you could hear in the spirit what is being said among the princes of Moab they're saying there's nothing we can do against these people we've tried but they're resilient we've tried but they trust in the Lord they don't trust in the arm of man they trust in the word of God I'll tell you, you're blessed, and there's nothing that the devil can do about it. I said you're blessed, and there's nothing that the devil can do about it. If, you're, if your company shuts down, a window of heaven will open up. Did you hear what I said? If your employer stops writing checks, or if the government can't uphold this, this, this ongoing ability to provide unemployment. Hear what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. You're blessed of the Lord, not of man. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and addeth no sorrow you can put your trust in him hallelujah glory to God I want you to know what God said to these people long before Balak hired Balaam the Lord said to his people and you remember we're God's people we're not people of the world. We are God's people. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, speak unto Aaron. Hallelujah, saying, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. Hallelujah. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I hallelujah. I hallelujah. The Lord said I will bless them. We're blessed in the city we're blessed in the field we're blessed when we come and when we go we don't have to be afraid of the curse of this generation I'm going to tell you, when you trust him, he'll bless you. When you obey him, he'll bless you. When you put your confidence in his word and in his statutes, he will bless you. Hallelujah. If you've got something in your life that is depriving you of the blessing of the Lord, you need to give it to God right now. 
Don't think that repentance isn't important. If you've got something in your life that is preventing God from being able to bless you, you need to bring it to the altar and say, Lord, I'm surrendering this to you because I know you want to bless me. I know that you have good will toward me. I know it is your good pleasure to give unto me the kingdom. And I'm departing from every work of iniquity. I'm departing from every rebellious attitude. I'm departing from every stubbornness and every idolatry and every adultery that stands between you and I. God wants to bless you as his people. Oh, hallelujah. Balak can hire whom he wants, but it will not work against God's people because these are God's people. Do you know Balak kept repositioning Balaam? He said, I want you to, I want you to come over here. Maybe you're not seeing it quite right. I'm, first he took him to the mountaintop and he said, look at them, this vast multitude of people. And Balaam looked out over them and said, Lord, what shall I say? And the Lord said, don't you curse those people. They're blessed. Did you know you're blessed? Ooh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You need to know you are blessed. Maybe, maybe you didn't know you were blessed because you spent too long talking about what your problems are. But you got to open up your mouth and say, he's good to me. He's been so good to me. He woke me up this morning and he started me on my way. He put breath in my lungs. He put food on my table. Hallelujah. Don't look with envy at what other people have. Look upon the goodness of the Lord in your own life and give him praise. And I'm going to tell you, he will bless you beyond anything you can contain. Oh, thank you, Jesus. One of the ways in which God blesses people is no doubt through the giving of offering. There is something about that act of giving that just it, it solicits the blessing of the Lord in a way that nothing else does. I have seen people do what the Bible says when the Lord said, prove me now herewith and see that I won't offer you a blessing. I won't pour you out a blessing. Hallelujah. I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will ha not have room enough to receive. Did you hear what the word of the Lord said? You might say, I don't know where the blessing could come from. I just don't have those kind of streams of revenue. I don't have those kinds of connections. He's not talking about your streams of revenue he's not talking about your connection he said I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing oh blessed be the name of the Lord I feel the Holy Ghost in this house I feel the Holy Ghost in this house thank you Jesus it was just a couple of years ago 2018 we were we were planning our our ready now capital campaign Mark Menzendeck was our campaign consultant an absolute genius a brilliant man who is anointed of the Lord and helped us so much and he helped numerous churches and he just kept telling us you got to believe for big things you got to believe God to do things you can't imagine he can do you got to believe God will bless you in ways you can't imagine how he'll bless you one of the things that he called for in his leadership advance commitment it's called a leadership advance commitment dinner and and if you recall in the capital campaign we had a, a, a time where our leaders actually 
came together and prayed and the Lord put it upon their heart what they would give. And they would give their offering unto the Lord over the course of 36 months. And it was, he said, this has got to be big. He said, I want you to bring the leaders together, the leadership advanced commitment dinner, bring them together, and I want you to have them make this commitment. And he said, I want it to be big, the biggest thing you've ever done. And I'm going, okay, I'm taking notes. Okay, I've never done this before quite like this, but, but okay, keep talking. He said, it's got to be like a wedding. It's got to be extravagant. It's got to be big. It's got to be bold. And I'm, and I'm getting carpal tunnel, and, and I'm starting to kind of wince a little bit the bigger he's talking. So we started looking around for a, an event, a place where we could host our leaders, and, and we, could, we could talk about this. And I'm going to tell you something. Everything was shut down. Everything was, was booked. We were, we were three months out, and every place we looked was booked. And, and so we didn't even know where we could go. And, and the few places that were available were very expensive. And so we were praying and saying, Lord, you got to open something up. And on a whim, on a whim, among the many numbers of places to call, we called the Netherland Plaza Hotel, which is the nicest place in town. And it was just, I, that's not even going to happen because that's just, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're calling everybody and we don't have anything yet, so we might as well call them. They, we called them and they told us their number. We said, well, that was, that was fun for the 35-second phone call. And they said, but you know what? Actually, they said, we already have an event earlier that day. Since that's not our main event that day and you guys are coming in the evening, we could give it to you for a third of what it normally costs. And when I received word that it would be a third, which, which actually made it l lesser than the other venues that were available, but the other venues weren't as extravagant as, as, as the Netherland Plaza. The other venues were, uh, were nice, very nice, but they just weren't as extravagant as the uh, Netherland Plaza. And, I, and you know, I got to thinking, I said, you know, I don't know. I said, I'd almost rather pay more and not have it as extravagant because I'm not all about extravagance and flamboyance and that's just not my personality and I don't know, I don't want anybody to think I'm trying to be a big shot and all this and, and, and so I called Mark, I said, Mark, I'm going to ask you something. I said, do you think we should go, this is, this is a really amazing thing that has opened up, but it's really extravagant and that's just not my style and, 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 and so I don't know, even though it costs less and, and, and it's amazing that they would do that. What, what do you think we should do? And he said, let me ask you something. He said, are you going to treat every blessing God gives you this way? He said, the more he blesses you, are you just going to move it to the side and say thanks but no thanks? You're limiting how God can bless you. He said, when God gives you something big, receive it. When God gives you something extravagant, receive it. When God blesses you, and he's blowing my mind. I'm not even thinking this way up to this point. And he's telling me, God, he said, if this, if you think this is big, then you're going to have your mind blown because God is going to bless you. He's going to bless tree of life in ways you can't even imagine. And the Lord convicted me and said to me, Joel, you seriously are going to turn down what I have opened up for you and instead go to a place that may cost more but make you appear more humble. He said, that's not humility, that's pride. Why don't you just let me bless you? And I opened my hand and received the blessing of the Lord. At that commitment dinner, Brother Aaron Williams, Brother Aaron and Sister Jess Williams came forth with their with their commitment that they were bringing to the Lord. And when they brought it to the Lord, he, he said, 
pastor and I asked him for permission to share this. There's so many testimonies in our congregation. I asked him for permission to share this. We were talking about it this week. He said, Pastor, he said, on that night that I made that commitment, he said, the devil put in my mind the stack of medical bills related to little baby Eliana's medical challenges that had just occurred the year prior. He said, we had medical bills stacked. I didn't know how I was going to pay those. And they were, they were just, they were beyond what I could handle. And he said, and here I am walking down with a commitment to God about a building campaign. How am I going to bless my church when I can't even take care of these medical bills that have just grown out of control? And he said, I didn't know what to do. And the Lord put a number in his heart. And that's what the Lord will do. He'll put a number in your heart. He put a number in his heart and he said, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to commit to it. And he put that commitment down and said, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to make this commitment to the Lord. God not only wiped out and provided for those medical bills and removed them. He paid those off quick, but he also paid off the commitment that he made in a year and a half. And when he, made the, when he paid off the commitment, the Lord said, do it again. I want you to do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't outgive God. Balaam can't curse what God has blessed. If the Lord has allowed it, if the Lord has given it, it is to bless you. It is to bless you. There's nothing that can enter your life that is not a blessing. If you'll trust in the Lord and obey his word. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Enos was standing here during our Expand the Land we had the bridge project, which brought us to Cooper Road. We had expand the land, which allowed us to per purchase Sycamore Christian Church. And then we now have Ready Now, which is going to allow us to build our new building. And we were doing expand the land, and we received an offering. And the Lord put a figure into Brother Enos's mind and said, I want you to commit this number. I want you to commit this number. And, and so Brother Enos said, all right, I'm, Lord, I'm going I'm to give this to you in Jesus' name. And he made a commitment that he was going to give this certain amount. <laughs> I didn't even know he did it. He didn't tell me. He just told the Lord, and he was going to make this commitment. That week, the Lord awakened a preacher, my brother, who was between his church in Fort Myers, Florida. He had just resigned his church in Fort Myers, Florida and was on his way to Honduras to be a missionary for a year in Honduras. And in that little frame of time, he had nowhere to send his tithe in just that little window of time. And, and he was praying. He said, Lord, where should I send my tithe? And, and he talked to his wife and she said, let's pray about it. They started praying about it and, and they went to sleep on it. When he woke up the next morning, he woke up and looked at my wife and said, we need to send, or to his wife, and said, we need to send our tithe. <laughs> we need to send our tithe to brother and sister Enos. And she said, that's amazing because that's exactly who the Lord laid on my heart. And when they sent their tithe to brother and sister Enos, it was the exact number brother Enos had committed just three days prior. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't outgive God. 
Ah, I feel the Holy Ghost. No, Balaam can't curse you. Coronavirus can't curse you. National unrest can't curse you. You hear what I'm telling you? Hallelujah. Economic shutdown can't curse you. The Lord has blessed you, and it can't be reversed. Put your trust in him. Put your faith in him. Depend on him. Lean on him. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands and give him praise. Somebody lift up your hands and give him praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands and give him praise in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and give him praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. Stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is in this place hallelujah the spirit of the lord is among us thank you jesus i want somebody who who can feel the enemy trying to curse you i want you to lift your hands to the lord right now say lord bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name you can feel the pressure from the enemy that wants to bring a curse upon you and your family you can feel the pressure of this world the intimidation of this generation but we're gonna put our trust in God hallelujah tree of life church we're gonna reach that goal in Jesus name we're gonna reach that goal and we're gonna build this building for the glory of God hallelujah hallelujah how many believe it today how many believe it today we give you you praise Lord we give you praise Lord we give you praise Lord. thank you Jesus hallelujah the windows of heaven are open the windows of heaven are open right now I want you just to lift up your hands in this house right now and I want you to lay down every fear at the feet of Jesus lay down every fear at the feet of Jesus Woo, glory to God you know, we're coming into the last 10 months of our Ready Now campaign. And I was praying to the Lord and I said, Lord, these are unique times. These are unusual circumstances. What do we do? What do we do? And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Do you know when the children of Israel left Egypt? When they left Egypt... They came to the Red Sea, and the Red Sea was this massive obstacle in front of them that they could not get over. And they looked to the Lord, and the children of Israel looked at, at Moses and said, Moses, we need to just go back to Egypt. That was what they said. They said, we'll just go back to where at least we had food and, and we knew what the next day would bring. Let's go back. The people said, let's go back. Moses didn't know what to do, so he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But when he talked to God, God said, stretch out thy rod over the water and go forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes as people of God, we say, let's go back. Let's just go back. It was, it was a good try, but let's go back. And then, and then when we really get faith, we say, okay, everybody just stand still. But if we'll listen to God, God is clearly saying, go forward. Go forward. I am with you. I am with you. Woo! Go forward. 
Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord right now. If you need faith, I need you to lift your hands right now and say, Lord, I need you to give liberally. I need you to give faith to me liberally right now in the name of Jesus. If you need, if you need a blessing in your life, let the Lord give it to you right now. Let the Lord give it to you right now. He's putting something on your heart. Even now, he's doing it. Go ahead and let him minister to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, there's faith rising in this house. There's faith rising in this house. Hallelujah, there's faith rising in this house. Hallelujah, hear ye the word of the Lord and believe it in Jesus' name. Hear ye the word of the Lord and believe it and receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, in the name of the Lord. Come on, lift up your hands unto God and receive ye the word of the Lord. Receive ye the word of the Lord. Ha, <laughs> Jesus. Make his face shine upon me, gracious dear. Lord, turn his face toward you and you be. My God, I feel your presence, Lord. I feel your presence. Woo, I feel your presence, Lord. The Lord bless you. Yes, Lord. And keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.
you, Jesus, Lord. Come on, you're all together blessed. Hallelujah. You're all together blessed. We know that all, everybody say all. All things work together. Everybody say together. All together, we are blessed. We are blessed. Hallelujah. No matter what the enemy brings against us, we're blessed. No matter what the enemy tries to do, no matter what curse may try to come, we're blessed of the Lord in Jesus' name. If you believe it, receive it right now with a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. And a shout of victory unto the Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on, clap your hands unto him. Clap your hands unto him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go forward, and we're going to see what the Lord is going to do because he is great and mighty, and his works, ladies and gentlemen, shall be done even as he has declared them to be. God bless you today in the name of the Lord. Thank you for coming. We're going to dismiss from the back road to the front. God bless you in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name.